The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh listeners. Um, you're on Inspire FM. My name is Giazuddin and you're listening to the Ask Your Lowest show every Monday from 7 till 8. Um, listeners, this is a part, audience participation show. I want you to call in on 01582 481 822. Uh, you can WhatsApp and text us on 0779 481 822. I think there's a late live Facebook feed going out. Um, you can Twitter us. Something's happening on Instagram and uh, YouTube. I think the, the video will be uploaded later as well. Um, today's show, we're going to be talking about legal careers. Uh, I've got three legal types with me. And we're going to be asking them about their paths into law. Uh, maybe you want to ring in, maybe you want to find out what's good, what's bad, what's fun, what's not, what's the pay like, what's the hours like, and how hard is it to make it. Of course, I'll be chirping in with my own opinions, and uh, trust me, I've got plenty. So with me today, I've got a wonderful selection of the most talented, smart, <laughs> intelligent, <laughs> young legal minds working in Bedfordshire, and I also have Shaquille Shah with me as well. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that we'll be willing to take your answers and field any questions that you've got, so please, please do call in. We're going to have an open discussion about everything, so please don't be afraid to contact us. You can ask us whatever you wish. Okay, so now let's do some individual uh, uh, introductions. I'll start with my first guest, Mr. Shaquille Shah uh, of Wolf & Co. Solicitors. Uh, Shaquille, your full name, and how old are you, please? <laughs> my name is Shaquille Shah. I'm a solicitor at Wolf & Co. Solicitors. And the age is uh, not. You're going to get private ones. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you must have seen me on previous shows as a presenter, but today I'm on one of the panelists uh, for this show. Um, I'm happy to discuss uh, the ways to law or the route to law and uh, how you can be successful in law and uh, what's the obst obstacles in the way and how I felt and how my colleagues felt. Um, thank you. Uh, Shaquille's going to be talking to us from the viewpoint of a lawyer who's who studied abroad, come here to complete his uh, studies and progressed very successfully, I should add, into the uh, uh, world of solicitors. Um, he currently goes to court, he does his own representations and I'm sure that we're going to be hearing, hearing a lot from him. Um, ladies, if you don't mind, can, just, can I ask your full names? And I know it's rude to ask. But because this is a careers-based show, yeah, sure. if you can tell us your ages and where you're, uh, where from, it's just so other students can uh, empathise with you and, and know where you're coming from. So, my first guest. Uh, my name is Harpreet Kaur, and uh, I'm from Italy. Uh, well, originally from India, and I'm 22. And my and friend? yeah, hi, I'm Juzi Santelli. Um, I'm from Italy as well. Um, I'm uh, um, 27. And uh, I, I study in Bedfordshire. I'm doing my master's degree. And you're both students at yes. the moment, aren't you? Yes. And, and we're going to discuss this, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, but they are, they're doing an internship at Wolf & Co. Solicitors and we'll be discussing the, the parameters of that as well. Shaquille, um, you're a solicitor, yes? Yeah. Tell me about your uh, uh, studies. Where did you study? What did you do? How did you become a solicitor? I'm originally from Pakistan. I never studied law at uh, my college stage. Then I moved to UK and I decided to look into law. And uh, in 2009, I joined University of Hertfordshire. Right. And that's where I started 
my undergraduate and then I graduated in 2012 um, the upper second class honours uh, into um, and then I uh, decided to do my LPC which is a so, so you did a straight law degree Shaquille um, yeah. you didn't do a conversion course or anything like that uh, right? no straight law degree undergraduate okay and then sorry you were going to say you, you, you went on to do your LPC uh, then I went on to LPC which is a legal practices course that's a route to become a solicitor so you get to choose uh, two routes after your graduation one is you can do a bar professional course and become a barrister or you can um, do a legal practices course and become a solicitor so I chose the solicitor's route uh, as I felt like uh, should, should be better in uh, to choose in solicitor's law because there are more opportunities in solicitor's jobs uh, compared to barristers and uh, I will possibly go on to barristers course afterwards but at the moment I'm a solicitor uh, qualified in 2018 I'm working in crime and immigration and how long does it on average take from being an un from doing your undergraduate degree to become a solicitor so from my experience it, it took me about nine years okay yeah so three years graduation two years of one year LPC oh, is that because you did it part-time or uh, no I've done full-time mm -hmm. uh, and then you have to obviously do a job hunt as well for a year or two work experience placements and then a training contract which is uh, uh, 24 months you have to have a uh, three years of law uh, at least for six months each mm. and then you have to pass some exams to become a solicitor and you get admitted to the role of solicitors. So you, you're a solicitor now Shaquille, yeah? Yeah, I'm a solicitor. Yeah. How much of an achievement did you feel when you qualified? Were you proud of yourself? Or? Yeah, Alhamdulillah, I'm proud of myself that I made it to a solicitor where my goal was from the start and it, it looked very hard but it was hard at times and I tried my best, I struggled through it. And I worked my way up and alhamdulillah. If you take the undergraduate part of it, you take the LPC part of it, yeah. you take finding the training contract part yeah. of it and the actual contract uh, training contract part of it, which part do you think was the most difficult? Um, the most difficult is the job of finding a training contract. Yeah. That is the most difficult. Is that um, because it's very competitive, Shaquille? It's very competitive and then it's uh, not many opportunities. In, uh, in the legal field, uh, if you want to uh, join like the field in the start, it's very hard to get into the job. You have to show yourself why you need it and wh what can you be, um, um, like how you can be part of an organization. And the organization usually don't take on trainees because they have to invest a lot of time and uh, time on them. And it takes a lot of effort to train someone. So most of the firms don't really look into that. And what did you do, do you think, um, to improve your chances of getting a training contract? So I started from work experience, just a free work placement, one day a week. And then I got on to a paid role, which was a caseworker role. And I learned as much as I could uh, from that, mm -hmm. which uh, enabled me to secure a training contract position due to um, the, the things I learned during my free work placements and more paid jobs and uh, I obviously then they, the firms have uh, their own criteria to meet, they interview, interview you face to face, they see how you work, they see how can they utilise your, um, your energy and stuff like that. So I was uh, obviously, um, I started with Liberty Law Solicitors, Atik Malik, most people know, he was the one who was giving me up. So no one knows him, who is he? Everyone knows <laughs> Mr. No Comment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, brilliant. Um, 
What are your specialisms now then, Shakir? Um, I currently specialise in crime and immigration. So in crime, I attend police stations, bail people out, represent them in police station, and then rep represent them in magistrate's court. And in also on, in immigration, um, I do visa applications, I do representation to upper tier tribunal, lower tier tribunal, judicial abuse, and appeals, and also for immigration, all the immigration areas. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. I'm going to come back to you, Shaquille. Um, Harper and Juicy, um, yes. you've already told us you're from the wonderful world of University of Bedfordshire. I keep on getting it wrong <coughs> and saying Bedfordshire University. <laughs> So, buongiorno italiano, come si chiamo? <laughs> I thought I'd uh, flex my Italian language skills there. Um, Harpreet and Juicy, both Italian nationals starting at the university, yes? Yes. Yes. Why did you choose England? We'll start with you, Harpreet. Uh, for me, actually, it happened because I was planning to study and continue studying in, in Italy. But then I had my uh, auntie here in the UK, mm -hmm. specifically in Luton. And just uh, family influence, I guess. So I just ended up in Luton and then I just decided to continue my studies because I used to be good in college. So that's mm -hmm. why I thought it would be a viable um, thing for me to do in order to, you know, success. And, you know, and yeah. where did you pick up your English language skills? Because they are both of you, uh, as you discover, listeners, they're very well spoken in English. So where did you pick up your language skills? Was that in Italy or did you develop mm -hmm more as you came to England, uh, okay. when you came to England? Uh, firstly, thank you very much, that's a compliment. <laughs> uh, but uh, in Italy I used to uh, study English literature, right. so maybe that helped uh, in, a, uh, as in terms of vocabulary, but, um, but then it was just practice, because uh, when you're in another country you don't really uh, actually know how to speak, because you understand that when you come to that country and you hear people speaking and you don't understand it so wow. it's just about practice yeah brilliant and and juicy why england then for you well um well at, at the beginning it was uh, just an experience bro in mm -hmm. my case mm -hmm. so the plan was to come here and uh, improve my English and um, make the most of so it so that was a specific aim as well to improve um, your English. yes yes and you know um you know, work and study abroad, maybe. Uh, the plan was just that year, maybe, and um, and then five years passed by then. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm still here, yeah. Um, yeah, I decided to go to uni. Um, I did my, uh, I, well, I'm, I went to college in my country and then uh, I came here as a au pair, firstly. All right. Yeah, and what, which was very interesting as well. Living au pair, was that? Was that uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great experience, actually. Yeah. Uh, and there is where I pro improve my English, maybe. And um, yeah, and after that, I decided to go to uni. Uh, I graduated last year in, um, I got first class in health and social wow. care. Still in Bedfordshire, yeah. I, I still, I'm still here. I still didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did, did you guys all intend to come to England to study or were there options like America and Canada and the rest of it, you know, like people go elsewhere to study as well. But did you always think, <coughs> right, England? Yeah. Probably, yeah. I thought about Canada as well because I have some relatives there. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was too far. <laughs> too, <laughs> too far, far from, from home, from my mom. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> so I thought to go a little bit closer and see what it's like. Is that same for you, Harper? Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, I actually never considered going somewhere else. I think this was the most convenient place oh. because it's closer to home mm. and so I can go 
two hours of flight and go to to Italy yeah. to visit my parents. Mm. Yeah. And you said that you have relatives here as well, do you? Yeah, I do. So that's yeah, fine. Fair enough. Um, and Luton, any reason why Luton in particular? What brought you to this town? It just happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> same. It happened. Yeah? Yes. It, do you think it's because of the accessibility of the uh, uh, university itself? Um, I mean, do they? Is there a high profile for Luton University in Italy? Or did they advertise or recommendation? What what made you suddenly think, mm, all right, Luton, Luton University? Yeah. Well, when the, uh, when I decided to study, I was already here. Oh, so, right. yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, just... Uh, same with you? And, uh, yeah, yeah, the same with me. Yeah. Actually, I thought it would be harder to mm. get to university in the UK because in Italy, the UK university have a very high profile. Mm. Uh, well, I wouldn't mm. say it was easy, but it was not as much hard as I thought and mm. yeah and it ha it just happened to me because I was here already and just, that's why it was bad for sure oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, Shaquille why did you come to Luton then mate? Um, family? Uh, yeah because the family and um, is more accessible to our own people and local community and stuff so, so yours was pretty much because you had family here you yeah, decided to come here so. And were you always going to, I know that you didn't go to the University of Luton, or Bedfordshire, sorry. Yeah. You went to Hertfordshire University, but I you always knew that you'd settle here and yeah. and things. Okay, good. What's the best thing about this town, Shaquille? Everything is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know people will not agree with me because there's a lot of things going on, but uh, speaking as a criminal lawyer, everything is good. Um, <laughs> just in yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the best thing about this town? You've lived here for a few years now. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. And Shaquille and I, we've been living here for years, so our family's from here, <laughs> so we don't know any different, to be honest with you. But maybe as outsiders, you can tell us what's the best thing about Luton? I think the diversity yeah. of ethnicity. There are people from everywhere, especially Europe. Mm -hmm. When I came here, I was, I was kind of scared of been seen as an outsider but then i realized there's so many other people that are just like me yeah so mm. i think yeah that's the best thing and when you mean just like you you mean european european than Asian because no, uh, new people like yeah. people new to this country new to english yeah. and right yes that's, that's brilliant what, yeah. and, and juicy yeah well i i agree with that and uh uh well in 30 minutes you are in london so that that's the main reason yeah. you know i'm yeah. still living yeah. here probably and it's cheaper than london as well yeah do you the, get to go to the london cost of london? living is cheap hmm? do you get to go to london uh, or do yeah you? Qu yeah. yeah you do go yeah. yeah yeah it's really easy and also the airport it's just here so yeah exactly. for us it's really convenient so, yeah. to go back home mm -hmm. yeah what i am going to ask you Hapri, is what are you actually studying i'm studying law and uh, i'm in my third year Okay. Of uh, undergraduate degree, so in a few months, hopefully, I'll graduate. Hopefully. Yeah. It'll, it'll <laughs> yeah, I will. Your come over for the graduation party. In the my parents. <laughs> yeah, we're planning that. Yes. It'll be awesome. So, yeah. And um, Juicy, what are you studying? Yeah. Well, my case is a bit different. Um, I'm a new entry in law. <laughs> really? Um, uh, okay, I my master. I'm doing my master degree, which is which is called international welfare and social development. Which sounds like a big, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is. It is quite complex. Um, and I, uh, especially during my undergrad, I became mu much interested in um, uh, forced migrations, um, and. Um, yeah, that's the reason why I, I decided to take this opportunity of this internship, mm -hmm. so I could um, I could see the legal side of working with asylum seekers um, 
uh, cases. Um, and so, um, yeah. Um, well, what degree did you do then? A similar degree did you use? Yeah, it was a health and social care. But my main interest was in uh, uh, forced migration. So d d the health and social care and the international welfare For and social development. Yeah. See, I got that right, didn't I? Yeah, um, you did. What kind of jobs do people normally go into when they study those types of things? Uh, you can work for NGOs, you can work for humanitarian organizations. And that's what you definitely want to do, yeah? Um, yes, yes. O although, uh, since You're I. You're like an Amal Clooney, aren't you? Because <laughs> <laughs> she does those similar things, that, although yeah. she's a lawyer, yeah. Um, yes, uh, although since I started this internship, I'm considering uh, whether to start um, uh, a path in um, immigration law. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, Port there are opportunities. Yeah, um, no, I'm thinking what, what else can you do with the master? Um, I think, um, yeah, humanitarian organizations. Sounds really, yeah. really interesting. And yeah. it's an international social work, basically. Did so you, you can you can work abroad as well. In case uh, things with Brexit will go wrong, you know, I can escape <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> Did you enjoy your degree? Did you? I, yeah, I do, yeah. I do. Although it's quite intense because I study full time. And yeah, uh, um, yeah but uh, yeah, I do enjoy it. What about you, Harpreet? Are you enjoying it? What's the best part of it? Uh, yeah, I'd say I am enjoying my degree. I really liked um, I it. Three years is gone. I didn't really realize when. Mm -hmm. uh, the best part, um, the work, actually, it's heavy. Mm. But I really like uh, the coursework, the assessment. I like assignments. Uh, I like to do those kind of things. Yeah, you, you The research, I like it. I like that part of it. You're what we call a teacher's pet. Um, you like academic work, whereas yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> exams. Like I am not a big fan of exams. Mm. No, no. Nobody is. Nobody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, did you enjoy your degree? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's a few decades ago now. So yeah, it's not decades. It's only <laughs> hundred decades. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but did you just yeah, yeah, Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it what was the nice, best part it was, of it? Um, university life is a lot easier than uh, college life. To be honest with you, it's. Um, you get obviously it's not too much forceful in terms of like timetables and stuff and mm. it's only eight hours a week which is obviously for someone who goes to school like eight hours a day yeah. or college eight hours a day is compared to that it's it's a lot less but then again the work you bring home and the assignment and placement then it, it does catch up with the hours but at least you do it independently you do your own research it's more open than uh, like you're doing homework every mm. day yeah Awesome. Just going back to you, Juicy. Why did you decide to do a master's instead of going back into going into employment or things like that? Why did you think, right, I need to do a master's now? Well, because uh, because I was a really good student, so I got <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. so I got a scholarship. Okay. Yeah, yeah. which um, so I um, paid half of my master basically. I got like fifty percent of discount. Wow! So yeah, well, not just that actually. Yeah, yeah. I um, I wanted to specialize. In um, in uh, in forced migration in this case, although it's more complex than that, it's hard to explain <laughs> what I do actually what I do study because you know we won't have time to <laughs> to do that. Right. But, um, um, yeah, I I wanted to um, yeah to specialize. What kind of um, topics are you studying at university at the moment? Then give us a flavor. So if anybody's thinking about going <laughs> to university, they know what they can expect. Okay, for the moment, we just started our second semester and I'm doing equity and trust. Mm, what's uh, 
uh, trust and equity. Yeah, it's a it? core subject and it's um, basically we study equity, which is another source of law mm. uh, because we have common law in the UK, but then we have equity as well, which is yeah. applied with it. And uh, we just started that, so I wouldn't know fun? more. It's, it's, yeah, it is what good. What other subjects are there then? Uh, the other subjects, I just finished company law. How exciting was that? Mm. Company law. <laughs> yeah. It was actually Don't fun. forget, I've done my um, degree as well, so I know okay. <laughs> these words are hor- horrific when you mention <laughs> equity and trust. Yeah, I think company law, it was fine. It's very technical mm. as a subject. Is, yeah. uh, there's no uh, case law. Uh, there is case law, but not as much. So it's more about legislation and the duties of directors and all of that. It was fine, uh, yeah. I guess, because our lecturer is good. He, she's very interesting. Well, to be honest with yeah. um, and, and I'm talking about someone who's in practice. Yes. Um, it's difficult when you're at university studying those subjects, things like business law. Believe you me, when you come into the actual work practice, it doesn't matter what type of mm. law you do. I mean, yeah. I'm predominantly a criminal lawyer. Yes. You will need though that bit of knowledge from business law to be able to communicate with your clients effectively. Because some of your clients are businesses and some of your clients are directors, you've got to know bits and bobs about it. It's not just good enough to know about the criminal side of it. And, mm-hmm. and it will hold you in good stead in your career if you can master those kind of things. So again, if anybody's looking to study these types of things, look into the broad spectrum, business law, especially you students, it may seem really mundane and boring, but believe you me, when in the practical field, it's very, very useful. What's your favorite subject then at, uh, at university, including the ones that you've already done? Um, I would say I really enjoyed contract law. Did you? I Yeah, I did. In fact, I'm doing my dissertation on it. Mm. Uh, and the criminal law is really interesting. You are saying say that because... I, no, it's it is really interesting. <laughs> but I did it in first year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah obviously, and medical law also. Medical law is quite. Shakil, um, what did, what subjects did you enjoy at university? Um, the most subject I enjoyed was uh, cyber law. Cyber law. Yeah, internet law and uh, uh, government, the governance of internet. And then the second was it crime. You enjoyed both of them, yeah. Crime is, did you do aviation? I, I, I recall doing a obscure module in aviation whilst at uni- I went to Bedfordshire University as well, uh, I'm proud to say, listeners, so that's why. I, um, oh, you didn't? Aviation. Have you done aviation? Yeah, yeah, I've I done it just last semester. Yeah. It's quite fun, to be honest. It's quite yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, what's your least favourite subject then? Uh, property law and practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really hard when you get to LPC as well. Um, yeah, you know, they really, really put you through your thing. Uh, uh, paces. Um, I recall doing it in my LPC, and then, um, then I did a seat in uh, um, conveyancing as well. Straight after I did my LPC, I, uh, I got my training contract. So I, I remember thinking, "Wow, real life and theory is two completely different things." In most things but in that it did help to be honest with you um and have you done uh, all of you have you done other bits and bobs in law firms i know that we're going to get into an internship soon but have you done work experience in other law firms not no in my case i had a um short work experience with another immigration law firm in the past yeah and also in with the university of bedfordshire uh, i've been doing uh, this project which is a refugee um, support uh, project mm-hmm. um, called uh, rlap 
mm-hmm. which is quite, uh, I would say, similar to working in a firm because we uh, we deal with applications for family reunion. So that's wow. what I've been doing. What about you, Shaquille? Um, prior to obviously, I know that you, you work with Wolf & Co now. Prior to that, you worked at Liberty Law. What about other experience before that? Uh, Tell us I about had the uh, work experience at another firm for like almost 10 months. Mm. Uh, that was my, my first ever employment. So I've been into three different employers, three different... And what kind of tasks did you have to do as a... Uh, as a what, what were you employed as, sorry? Is, was uh, it a case, a case worker? worker. Yeah, case so worker. what kind of things did you did that entail? Um, it was just uh, file work, basically office work. You've got to work on the cases, you have to read the cases, take instructions from clients, mm. keep them up to date, day to day, and write to, write to them, and uh, also um, do some research drafts on documents and stuff like that. Was so it that difficult? Was Did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, it was a, my learning curve. So I was I struggled a little bit because um, it was quite hard to n- get on board with a lot of caseload and stuff. Why is that? Because you were thrown into the deep end? or? Uh, yeah, I was just thrown into uh, manage the whole department, basically. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> I struggled through it, but I learned a lot. Yeah, sometimes that is, to be honest with you, the best way to do, do things. I mean, as long as you're obviously supervised, I'm sure you were supervised. Yeah. Um, but you get on with get on, loads of firms do it that way they give you c- cases and they say look listen just crack on do your own research come back to us at the end of the day we will supervise it look over it all and then um, what that does do I had I had a lot of good supervision to be honest with you but there were one or two things that I learned on my own and it does stick in your mind uh, listeners I hope that you've enjoyed the first half of the show we're going to be back in the second half where there will be a legal quiz for my <laughs> guests see you then you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, listeners. Uh, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Ask Your Lawyer show. I'm Gia Zarina Wolf, Company Solicitors. This is Inspire FM on 105.1. You can call us on 01582481822 or you can text and WhatsApp on 0779481822. We've been discussing uh, legal careers with my esteemed panel of young lawyers here um, and we've been through where they're from, what they've studied, their experiences in law. What I'm going to do now is lead them through a special quiz that they didn't know that I was going to do and let's see how they cope with this. Okay, guys, um, you're all esteemed legal minds um, I'm sure that you're au fair with what's going on in the news uh, you'll no doubt be familiar with EU Directive 1-2366-3485 1996 as published in the EU Directives and similar such like things p- publications 345635 Shaquille's looking at me like he <laughs> um, as you all know this was published on the 2nd of December 2021 uh, give us opinions each of you yeah um, it's all over the news is massive it's harsh, isn't it? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Pandas born in the UK shouldn't be put through that. What do you think? 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll let you joking. know in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> this is joking. That's not a real thing. I just wanted to check who would panic the most. Harpreet, you. <laughs> you look like you're having a heart attack. There is a quiz. Um, I'm going to give you three statements here, two of which are wholly fabricated, and one of them is false. Um, and I just want you to find point out which one okay so 
let's take it easy. These aren't legal questions, so you'll know. Yeah, so sh- which one of these? Yeah, Shaquille was once a collector of curry sauces, but gave up after a particularly pungent masala was delivered to him. And his neighbour called the council. Uh, he paid a penalty fine and they took no further action. That's number one. Number two, Juicy worked as a part-time track driver, uh, sorry, track driver, but ended her career due to her own prejudice against wing mirrors. Uh, she declared, I can't do this and I won't do this before quitting on Christmas Eve. Or number three, Harpery once applied to be part of the Italian handbag inspectorate, but quit because she realised there was no such thing. So, which one is incorrect? Who, who needs to start? Well, to start any, of you, any of you can tell me which one is... Incorrect. Yeah. Or correct. Yeah. No? All of them are I incorrect. I think all of yeah, them cause, are Because <laughs> we haven't done those it, things. It means two are fabricated and one is... I did actually say two false. are fabricated yeah. and one is false. Yeah. Because I'm your boss, I just wanted to check who's <laughs> awake and who's not. Well done, guys. You've done very, very well. Okay. <laughs> Um, Juicy and Harpreet, how are you finding life in the UK? Tell us. Okay. Oh, you want me to? <laughs> um, okay. Generally, um, yeah. Um, of course, it is hard to cope. You know, we st- if you study, if you're working, we started this internship as well. So it's you wanted to preserve a little bit of social life as well. And <laughs> so how is that easy to do or is that hard? It's it's not, of course. Yeah, but yeah, we we cope. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it could be expensive as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's going good so far. It's really busy. Uh, mm. As and if I compare it to life I had in mm. Italy, it's much busier because you have to um, maybe because of responsibilities and and uni and o- obviously you need to work as well to support yourself. Yeah, you work. So it, yeah, yeah. You're by yourself, yeah, and socially you? I think. The social life here, at least mine, has been a bit lower than in Italy. I used to, you know, just a lot of friends and everything. Now I just have like one friend. Is that is that mm-hmm. my choice? Is that is that because you're working and life just takes over, or is that just something that you uh, you chose to do? Um, like has life taken over? And t- yeah. I think yeah. life has taken over. Yeah, I haven't. I, I like uh, socializing. I do. Mm. I don't. But uh, now uh, I'm like used to like being on myself and just it's it's really different. Yeah. But when I go back to to Italy, mm. I'm the same person again. So in Italy, yeah. it's really different. Yeah, yeah. See, I think everybody. Yeah, like yeah. Co- consider that we we probably are pretty as well. Uh, we have most of our friends are back to Italy. Mm. Our families there as well. So of course, you know, we have less people we know here. Yeah. Uh, you know, but over the time, you know, you you. You create your networking. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So. it and takes time. Yeah, uh, it, it takes, takes more time. time. Yeah, to know a person and to actually trust them. And yeah, uh, do you both work, or I mean, as in, do you have jobs? As when you're studying, I know you're doing the internship, and I'm going to get to internship yeah. in a second. Yeah. Um, so, do you both work as well? Oh, you yeah. don't have to tell us where you work. <laughs> just if you do or not. Yeah. Well, not actually right now. I just stopped a few months <coughs> ago uh, since I started uh, the internship because uh, I wanted to just to to see if I could cope, you know, with uh, with my master, which is really really intense. It's a full time, and uh, <coughs> I wanted to see if I can in- I could include this in other commitment. And no, I didn't. But yeah, probably I need to start to work soon because I'm finished mm. my saving. Yeah. Yeah. And is it expensive? To the university? 
um, <coughs> it's fine. Um, well, the, to 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 study here, you mean? Uh, well, yes, because of course you 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 work part time. You can't work. You can't study full time and work full time. I mean, um, uh, it's not possible, really. I mean, not in my case, at least. And um, um, so you 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 know you work less, and so yeah, you need to a bit. You know, you can't really uh, go out maybe every weekend, and you know. Yeah. You can't do none of that, no. Yeah. Apri, are there funding? Uh, is there funding available for for students that come from abroad? Uh, yes, uh, I have applied. Actually, I got a loan, a tuition fee loan. Mm. Um, but I think I got lucky because I've had many people that have been refused. Mm. Many other people, European like me. But then I did it before Brexit, maybe, and okay. therefore they have guaranteed me for three years. Uh, so if it wasn't for the loan, I probably wouldn't be here mm. doing it because it's mm. really expensive. Yeah. And I know other people get maintenance as well, but I wasn't eligible for that right. because I wasn't for long enough in the UK. But yeah, I'm really glad I have this because otherwise I would be and if you don't mind me asking I mean, you can refuse to answer this question if you want um, how much are the fees to study in England no, I mean wh- when I started it was 9,000 yeah and then uh, per year. during yeah during the course it was the nine nine thousand yeah I think it's nine thousand two fifty in the university right now, we're yeah, doing yeah. Right now, yeah. and you, so you you've got so you've got your master's half paid for but what if you if you didn't get half paid for how much is it um, uh, it's depending on the master. Oh. Mine was um, seven thousand five hundred. Wow, wow! And that's one year, isn't it? One year, yeah. It's very expensive, isn't it? Mm. It is, yeah. For example, uh, I, I, feel like it's really hard for people who are international because yeah. they have they don't get a loan, yeah. so they have to pay. You know, I've seen people pay, paying back cash their installments. Yeah. It's really by international. It, do you mean outside uh, EU? Uh, yeah. Outside the yeah. EU, yeah, yeah. That's Actually, right. I believe they pay more. They pay more. more. They pay. I think mm. ten or eleven grand. They, they don't get any loan, and, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. pay even more. Cuts off, yeah. Wow, mm. Shakil, did you want to say something? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, being an international student in the past it is uh, something that obviously I agree with them. Where we do not get any loan grants or bursaries. Oh, or sorry, anything. were you an international student? Yeah, I was an international. Oh, okay, student. yeah, yeah, cool. And, and uh, in terms of the fees, you have to obviously fund it yourself. You, if you come from another country, which is not in EU, mm. you have to show mm. that you can fund your studies, you can fund your accommodation costs. Basically, you have to self self fund everything. And uh, at that time, when I was uh, graduating, um, the home students and EU students were paying about 3000 a year. Because yeah. mm. yeah, I think that them, at that time it was a bit cheaper. And we used to pay 8000 uh, per year, even then as well. So it's really mm. difficult for international students, especially mm. if we're not from EU. Now, obviously, EU is becoming international as well, <laughs> kind of. So we'll see what happens. You know what would be interesting to know? I mean, like I say, all three of you speak real... Well, Shakira, you've been here for years, so... And, and your your language skills are excellent. But when you first came to study here, um, and this is going out to all three of you undergraduate, language must have been a barrier or an issue. Um, how how did you cope? Yeah, so language bar- barrier is the hardest thing because you don't understand. Because everyone can be- presumably speak it r- r- relatively well, but when you when you're writing things down and writing essays and dissertations, mm. it, I mean. It must yeah. have been tough. It is, it is very difficult in, 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 in as being an international student. It's very difficult to get, obviously, get up to the speed, and uh, obviously the the fill the bridge which you have between the home students and international students because there is no separation or segregation in the classes. Mm. So everyone has to catch up to the speed. If they don't understand it, they don't they don't really um, give the lecture again. 
So we'll have we have to struggle. We have to struggle. It's because I knew reading and writing before speaking. So I concentrated on reading and writing, and then slowly, slowly, I built up in speaking as well. Can I ask you guys a question? Do the UK-based students reach out to you guys, and you know how 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 welcome do you feel? Um, with the Univer- in university, mm, mm. I I felt welcomed. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was alright. Yes, uh, I mean. For example, in my class, uh, there are people who are more international from from other countries than oh, from well, the UK, yeah, actually, yeah. because that yeah, university is really diverse, and mm. I think there yeah. are majority of people are from abroad, isn't it? Yeah. 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 We've been talking about this internship, and I want to get into it now. Mm. Um, Harpreet and Juicy, they're you're both part of the Wolf and Co internship program at the moment, but I know that this internship idea came prior. Um, to you meeting our colleagues at Wolf & Co solicitors. So tell me a bit about the projects that you got involved with at the university and how things developed and evolved into this. Uh, I mean, how did this start? How did you meet yeah. the man yeah. himself, Ashin Juma? How did you meet them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I applied through university because uh, our lecturers, they usually send us um, these opportunities where we can apply. So I just... Um, happened to apply and apply for what what was it for the internship mm-hmm. uh, at wolf and Solicitors. Mm. and um juma uh, she invited me for an interview and uh yeah i got the interview and i got the internship that's how i got in and juicy you yeah. were talking about working with the the refugee status uh, yeah, yeah. project so. so yeah as my interest was in, um, is in uh, forced migration and human rights mm. so this uh, opportunity was presented to me by um one of my lecture mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah I decided that I wanted to have more knowledge I wanted to see what's the practice of actually working legal cases of asylum uh, seekers um, and so yeah after mm, the interview with Juma uh, I start to the, yeah you know this project um, and this isn't meant to be an advert for our firm or anything like that it's just to uh, reach out to the uh, community can can anybody go to the Luton University and uh, and speak to you guys about the, these things or or other avenues you know, the general public I mean um, you mean through this project no yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure actually I'm on the project yeah. that she's doing yeah uh, no, I'm doing another one, which is the refugee. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, yes, uh, the people who are okay, refugees, yeah. they can actually uh, book an appointment with us, and uh, and we uh, we provide help for them. Yeah. And that's through the university, isn't that's it? That's through the university. Yeah. Yes. And, and so what kind of help can they get? The, uh, we we help them with the application. Mm-hmm. So. Um, People, you can people can do it at home as well. It's something right. you can do on your own. But obviously, these people um, they come to us quite vulnerable. They don't know English sometimes. They really need help. So we provide that help. Right. So we go through each step of the application in order to bring the families from the home countries. And is that a free service? That you that's a free service for, from us. By We're the volunteering. Students, yeah? yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I know this, this. The answer to this might be different for you, Juicy. But are you? Harpreet, did you always become, want to become a lawyer? And do you still want to become a lawyer? I still want to become a lawyer. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say from always. I think um, when I was in college, I had different ideas, different prospects, because, uh, well, in Italy, the legal career was something really far away from me. Mm. And But then when I came here, um, 
I have my um, cousin. She's a lawyer. Mm. So I used to help her just as as a family member, not professionally. Mm. But I really got interested in what she was doing. And then I really thought that I might go ahead with it and, you know, apply it to university. Yeah. And do you see you do you want to become a lawyer having done this internship <laughs> now or are you... I'm considering yeah. I'm considering uh, whether to work for immigration law actually yeah Yeah that's something that really Shakir did you always want to be a lawyer I wanted to become a barrister because that is not available in Pakistan mm. so our country so in the UK they obviously you have to be a member of um, the, the bar and then you can mm. become a barrister but when I came here when I landed into uh, the field I decided to become a solicitor first because I think that was the basic of the basics of the law and that was easier to get into. Wow. I will prob- most probably move on to a barrister's course. I know I'm not leaving you, but <laughs> <laughs> I know you are thinking he's Please. already planned for you, but uh, that's not the case. Please. Uh, but yeah. um, I, I wanted to be a, a lawyer, basically. Right. Um, <laughs> have you worked or had legal experience abroad? Shakir? Uh, yes, um, a couple of years ago I had a project in Pakistan for immigration. So I had a few open days, people were there, they were just drop-in sessions. Right. I was helping people, so um, a lot of people turned up, they attended a few meetings and I got some clients who got in touch with me afterwards. Mm. So I had uh, experience in working in Pakistan as a, as a solicitor. And uh, ladies, have you... Worked abroad in the, in the uh, law firm or anything? Not in the legal firm. I worked just in the UK. Yeah. Do no? Yeah, not in the legal firm either. Okay. Um, what are the areas of work? Juicy, this would be easier for you because right. I think that well, you you have an interest in other areas of work. If you if you weren't studying or into law, what, what do you think you would have done? Let's start with Shaquille. Shaquille, is there any other career that you would have looked into? Um, in, the, in, in the college time, I was doing biology and I wanted to become a doctor. Right. And then it changed uh, over the years because I changed my route of education and then I came to UK, so everything just uh, completely changed. I didn't even, even realise that I was going to go to UK in like, the next couple of years. I was thinking of... I'm trying to become a doctor in Pakistan and just specialise there and stay there forever. But this just yeah. suddenly came Would have done me a favour. Because uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have recommended it. Harpri, um, any other things interest you? If you, could, if you could think of a dream job, what would it be? Uh, apart from law, mm. I think I would have... Well, initially I was uh, studying languages, so I would have continued with that. But I don't know where I would be now with that. Uh, I really like journalism as well. Uh, I've been thinking of that, but obviously mm, it's just, uh, it's not a plan B. It's just something, something it's, that it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Do Me? Yeah. I wanted to become a vet when I was eight. Really? <laughs> <laughs> then I became allergic to cats. Wow, dogs, that's yeah. not good for that. So no. I decided to help people instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have been helping animals, but you help people now instead, yeah. Um, this is something that I've been oh, always been interested in, yeah. You, and especially because you're both students at the moment. You're working in the internship as well. How do you find, what skills can you transfer from your studies into work? And, and did you expect it to dovetail like it does or does it not fit in or are both things completely different to each other? Um, 
No, I think you can find I I can find relation. Yeah. Yeah, uh because um you know studying human rights um yeah. you know uh, human protection um you you know when when you you work in legal practice it it comes to you it comes up. Yeah, and um yeah, you actually you are able to put in practice what you yeah. learned. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Even if it's a bit different in practice, but uh you can relate. Yeah, I believe. Cause, cause the only reason I ask is I'm, I'm sure Shaquille can help us here as well because he's done the LPC. But taking the LPC and putting it into work, it just for me, it just seemed there was a massive disconnection. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the LPC was supposed to do, to be honest with you. It was a whole lot of studying and reminding yourself about things. And then when you take it into work, to be fair, property law maybe, but the rest of it, I thought, mm, really? Things move on very, very quickly and they don't seem to go together. What do you think, Shaquille? Uh, there is, uh, I think there is a relevance because you basics you learn from LPC, you learn the basics, you learn drafting skills, you learn some of the things which you mm. can use. But the only uh, issue it becomes an issue when you come in the real field and the example examples become real clients. Yeah, that's where they start talking back to you, and then you realize <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I was doing. But don't you think? Don't you think that instead of the LPC, I, I know that they're looking into it now and they're doing these. Um, uh, um, not the super exam they're doing the vocational training aren't they so they're taking uh, students straight from college and they're doing like an apprenticeship type of thing uh, I think to be honest with you that would be very very useful because you're doing the studying and the work at the same time and you're putting it all into practice I think it's a good way to go to be honest with you because it gives you a lot of skills practical skills as well whilst studying and I think it, it just makes you remember things better and implement things better yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like I said, um, examples become real. So we do two, one or two years in LPC, which is just example-based or just mm. training-based. If you do that training in a working environment, that will become a part of your career. That yeah. You will actually see the clients face-to-face. You actually work on a real cases, not like examples and stuff like that. So it, uh, it does, obviously. I think it's a better way to get into a career rather than doing an LPC, which is just... a um, theoretical yeah theoretical and you mm. just do exams and stuff okay so guys be honest uh, what's your favourite thing about working at the law firm uh, don't just say uh, having an amazing boss called Giaz <laughs> and just be better than Juma because um, um, everyone knows that already so tell me what is your favourite thing about working at the law firm Harpre. Um I would say communication with the client yeah, you I enjoy really that, enjoy yeah. that. Yes, uh, because uh, you keep on working for someone, someone, mm. and you you know you write their name as well. But then when you get to uh, also see them sometimes, mm. I think it's really important because you actually you know you have another connection with your client. And mm. Yeah, I I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, being able to give legal presentation to people who uh, escape persecution. Um, I think it's um, it's the most rewarding part of this job. You love that part, yeah? I love that part. Shakir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, um, I agree with, obviously, Harpreet and Juicy. This is um, something that a relationship builds up with the clients. You actually start, basically, they feel comfortable with you, start telling you their life story and stuff like that. So you, there, there is a connection between you and your clients. And when you get 
the desired outcome they desired for and you say, say win something for them it's a really good feeling when you see someone happy who is wrongly accused or who is stuck by immigration laws just because home office made a mistake and stuff mm. like that so when you help them they actually happy and so many people are thankful to us which is which gives a good feeling that we are uh, we are doing earning a living but also we are helping people yeah yeah and we as uh, for example we, we work 24 hours because there is no 9 to 5 in law no there and isn't guys anybody studying or intending to go into law <laughs> there is no 9 to 5 uh, you get less busy days and more busy days but it isn't some i mean the the young ladies will tell you uh, you get a person who's desperate, uh, they're about to be taken abroad, put on a plane, and you need to act. It's the same with us in criminal law, to be honest with you. Somebody's in a police station, desperately calling you, their family's calling you, and you are their only port of call. There's nothing else that they can do, so you can't be working 9 to 5. It's just not that type yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's just work. not practical. Being in, if, if you choose to get into law, social life does get affected. Sometimes you get called out when you have meetings or when you have personal things going on and then the work is calling you you can't really abandon that you can't really abandon your client basically so no. you have to feel we feel for the clients like it's our own family members and stuff like that because they you do you, do, you, yeah. you build relationships with people don't you and you feel sorry for them and mm-hmm. you have sympathy yeah. for them and particularly yeah. you, the type of work you two guys do uh, it must be really tough uh, to just ignore someone and just take it as a job um, what's the hardest part of working then in the law firm? Yeah, probably yeah, just the one you are mentioned. You you were mentioned, so yeah, you you get to work with vulnerable people, whether it's criminal or uh, yeah. immigration. So yeah, it could be emotionally tough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And does it affect you um, when 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 clients get undesired results? Say, so I know that you 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 guys are excellent, and you never got any. Yeah. But. but <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it must be tough when you know, like an application is refused. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Most of the cases in UK is are refused. So um, disappointing. Yeah, for yeah. you, yeah. for your client. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. See also why uh, these cases are refused, and uh, yeah, it's it's quite hard. It's quite challenge uh, to prove, you know, uh, why they they flew their country, why they f- uh, fear of persecution. You know, it's um, so yeah, it's quite challenge. Um, do you think lawyers make a difference in, or, or change to people's lives? Do you think we make a real change in people's lives or difference? Yes. Do you think uh, we do? Yeah, we do. Or do you think this is money motivated? Um, it's not really money motivated. If you look into it, if yeah. obviously people who are practicing yourself, you've been practicing way longer than us. So you have been yeah. really one of the leading lawyers of you and after mm, stop medic. It. <laughs> 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 yeah. So um, it does... It's not only money motive. Motive is not the money. It's helping people, getting them the the desired outcome, acting in their best interests. Um, winning is it's not all about, always about winning. Sometimes, obviously, people do get um, sentenced and stuff. But it's uh, we need to make sure that everything is just and fair, mm. and it's the best outcome we can work for. So it it does it, well. It does affect. Just very quickly, because we've got about 30 seconds right. to go, what's your individual messages to people who want to go into law? Do it, yes, no, or...? Do it if you're willing to work really hard for it. Do you see? Yeah, if you want to... Um, yeah, if you want to help people in this in immigration law, yeah, in this case, yeah. Definitely do it. And Shakim? <laughs> uh, <laughs> become a lawyer or become a client. 
Jazakallah listeners, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, see you again next week on Ask Your Lawyer. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.